Hey, what is going on? Happy Monday. Nick Kirby here. Welcome to Chatterbox Reds, presented by Betfred Sportsbook. Well, we have made it to the end of the line in 2023. We posted our first podcast episode back on February 26th, and over the course of the last 218 days, we provided you with 212 podcast episodes covering every single spring training and regular season game. We set out with the goal of providing you with the best and most relevant Reds content out there, and thanks to your daily support, we have big plans to make this show and this community even better going forward. More on that with myself and Trace Fowler coming up. But first, we have a game to talk about. Here is what happened in Game 162 in St. Louis. Top of the first, Nick Martini got the honor of hitting leadoff in the final game of the season, and Martini smoked a ball 425 feet, 107 off the bat, to put the Reds up 1-0. Home run number 6 on the season for Martini, and today was only his 17th game that he started with the Reds. During the first inning, Joey Votto struck out. There was a pitch that was well outside the strike zone for strike two. It overall kind of went unnoticed, but Joey Votto must have saw how bad the call was between the first and second inning. He must have yelled out to the umpire from the dugout, and Joey Votto got ejected in what very well might be his final game with the Reds. You'll hear more from Joey Votto in just a moment. The Cardinals tied it up off Hunter Green on a sack fly in the second inning, but then in the third inning, Stuart Fairchild doubled and Ellie De La Cruz doubled him home to put the Reds up 2-1. to one. But Hunter Green gave up three runs in the top of the third to put the Cardinals up 4-2. to two. Green's final line in his finale of the season, five innings pitched, nine hits, four runs, just one walk, and six strikeouts. In the top of the seventh, Stuart Fairchild doubled again, this time an RBI double, and made it a 4-3 game. Alex Young pitched a perfect sixth. Alan Buznitz just called up for the final day of the season through two perfect innings, including retiring Adam Wainwright, who got a chance to pinch hit late in this game to an obviously roaring ovation at Bush Stadium. And that gave the Reds a chance in the top of the ninth. Noel V. Marte extended his hitting streak to 16 games with a double in what would be his final at-bat of the season. Will Benson got his third hit of the day, and the Reds had runners on second and third with just one out. But Nick Senzel and Stuart Fairchild struck out against Cardinals closer Ryan Helsley to end the season. Reds fall 4-3 and finish the year 82-80. and Here's what David Bell had to say about the game and the season for the Reds. Our players deserve all the credit in the world for creating an experience that, uh, you know, in one respect, it's sad that our season's over because you're together every single day for countless hours, and then, uh, uh, you know, it's all over. But, you know, we're very much hopeful that we're all back together again uh, a few months 
from now and what's been created is really an experience that it stays with you and makes you a better person and makes you a better player and makes you a better teammate and uh, our players were incredible they contributed so much to just making for a, just a, a great team a great team environment and no matter what like you just never accept anything less than that as you move forward and uh, it got us where we got this year but uh, in some ways it just inspired all of us to be better people better teammates and uh, and I'm definitely glad that you know from what I understand people enjoy watching this team and to be able to to create that as a team is a, is a real gift and uh, you know that's very much important to us and here's what Joey Votto had to say after the game I disagreed with a, a, a call and and um I exit the bench. Typically, the, the the umpire will allow a little bit of space while you're um, space to d- debate or argue or disagree with with the call in, in the box immediately after the call. But unfairly, you know, I went back, checked the video, and you know, started griping about a call. And and um, you know, I I get along. I really do get along really well with the umpires, and I have nothing but respect for them. Um, and my respect of it has increased over the over the course of my career, just recognizing how difficult their job is, the travel, the scrutiny they're under, especially now now more than ever. Um, and you know, here I am uh, hollering at them, scream, you know, screaming at them from from our dugout. Um, and then rightfully so, he ejected me. You know, the game has to continue, and I'm interrupting the game. And then I wanted to say something to him, and really the exchange was. You know, just standard exchange, just a disagreement in terms of, not a disagreement. Actually, he was excellent. Like, I said my piece, and he said, well, maybe, but, you know, you can't do that sort of thing. So he handled it as professionally as he could, and I, I in that instance, you know, let emotions get the better of me. Under the circumstances, would you like to see it in today differently as far as getting another chance to you know, bat and all those things? Every single game is the same. I, every game, I want to play the entire game. And for the people that come to the games, for the people that watch at home, the people that follow the individual careers, you know, I, I take pride in making it through a game, and I didn't today. And on the last game of the season, it's unfortunate, um, but, um, you know, I, I, I put out a tweet apologizing to especially those that, that were tuned in today or attended in person. And... Um, uh, I take I take it seriously. I take it very seriously. The, the the staying in the game and today, I just ignored my rules. You know, my rules are you know you bite your tongue, stick it out, stay in the game. And it was one of those things where the emotions just got the better of me, and I just couldn't I couldn't handle it. And um, I overreacted, and rightfully so. The umpire sent me out of the game. You in any any more of a place with this game behind you to uh, at least offer what the process is at this point for you going forward? Sorry? Are you at a point now where you could talk with this season behind you about the process that you face now and what will be next as you just make your decisions? Uh, I'm going to process today's game. What can I learn from today's, you know, this is more than just a game. It's it's, it's, it's interactions with people and, and dealing with your emotions. So in this, in that instance, I'm still thinking about t- today. As far as my future, my my in- individual future, I'm still not there yet. I'm, I'm just not there. I, I can't, you know, I can't, I can't, I, I have been um, praised and, and given so much attention over this last stretch that I 
it's it's it, I'm conflict. I was I've been conflicted in that. Like I've not, I've appreciated it and I I recognize it and I'm grateful for it. But then there's the competitive side of me that's like. Just let me compete today. You know, I don't want to distract myself with anything but today's competition. How can I help the team? How can I help push us forward towards uh, towards a playoff berth? And um, and so it's just a lot has happened at once. I recognize the support. I recognize the interest. But I'm just I just don't have an answer yet. And so um, we'll see. You know, we'll see. And I can promise you this. Um, whenever I'm done playing, I will speak it. I will, it will be fun and funny. I will give it the attention the fans deserve. I will give it the attention those that have supported me and our team deserve. And I am not there yet, but I can promise you, you'll enjoy it. All right, for the final time this season, here's myself and Trace Fowler discussing Sunday afternoon's Reds game on Chatterbox Reds on YouTube. All right, Nick. Reds drop uh, game one sixty two. They lose four to three to the St. Louis Cardinals. It did not have any implications on the postseason, and it showed in a variety of ways throughout Major League Baseball. You can certainly tell who had something to play for today and who did not. But overall, uh, we got some things to discuss. There's some big news right after we get through with number nineteen, and then obviously we'll discuss this game probably relatively briefly, considering. Again, uh, I don't know how you feel about it, but it was just one of those days where you had to go out there and play because that's what Major League Baseball says you have to do, um, and that's what they did. So um, Hunter Green's obviously another probably area of conversation a little bit, but anything that you want to get to before we get to the box score recap? Nah, 162. Uh, it's going to be a long, long, exciting offseason, but uh, it's gonna you're really going to have like a, a countdown this offseason and... Uh, yeah, man, when we get into like January, I think we're going to be, man, just really dying for it to come back. I couldn't agree more. Let's talk about the game really quickly. Um, I don't want to gloss over that. I don't want to sit here and act like it was it was completely worthless. But for the most part, everybody stayed healthy, and um, that was nice. There's one thing that I'll probably get. Uh, you want more talk, one more rant, Trace, one more toxic Trace. You'll probably get it on the next subject. I'm hopeful this team finds an ace going into next season. And by ace, I'm talking about a consistent guy that you can expect to go out there and go deep into a game. And how many of those guys are left in the big leagues, I don't know. I know I'm asking for, like, I'm asking for something that's really hard to find, Nick. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like it's easy to go out there and find a a Justin Verlander or, you know, Garrett Cole or whoever it may be that you want to pick over a certain year that was absolutely dominate, uh, that would absolutely dominate. And you knew what you were getting every time out. Um, I guess I'm not suggesting that Hunter Green's not that guy 100% yet. I just don't know if he's the guy that we should all sit here and act like that's what he has to be in order for him to be successful for this franchise. Um, I'm not trying to move the goalposts on him. I've said it from time to time, Nick. I'll still continue to say it. I think he has the stuff to get what it to, to do what it takes to be an ace. I just don't know if he's going to be able to develop secondary pitches and um, be able to be able to consistently control them enough to where he can be that guy. And he's still young. I'm not suggesting that he can't be. I would just hope that uh, going into next season, we do add a veteran veteran arm um, and we can find some consistency out of this starting pitching to where we don't have to rely on the bullpen uh, as much as we had done this year. And listen, the bullpen was fantastic, but but again, I don't, I don't know if that's... It just seems like we're playing with fire a little bit with that, but 
that was my overall thoughts on Hunter Green. It just again, another another game where um, I don't want to make it sound like he got fortunate, but it was a little fortunate that it didn't get a little lopsided on the score line. But I'm not giving up on him. I don't. I don't want to make it sound like that. I just. I would just. Just hesitant to say that he's going to be a full fledged ace. That's all. Yeah, it's kind of a weird start to evaluate. Uh, I, I know Chris Welsh talked about on the broadcast. If if this game meant something, you know, would Hunter Green have looked a little bit different? Would he be a little more amped up? I mean, we'll never know the answer to that. I mean, I thought he did some good things today. Like 19 of the 26 batters that he faced, he threw a first pitch strike. He only walked one batter. He has given up a lot of hits, though, um, in, in some of these outings that have gone away. Like, nine hits is a lot of hits to give up. So, I mean, that's a little bit of a concern. It would have really been nice to see him just completely right off into this offseason uh, on a huge high note. Obviously, a really bad start in, in Cleveland today. Uh, missed start at best. Um, the four starts before that were absolutely electric. So, um, I, you know, I guess, you know, the season's definitely a mixed bag with Hunter Green. Uh, I think there's plenty of reasons to still be very positive and think that Hunter Ring absolutely is capable of of taking a huge leap next season. And we kind of look back and go, uh, why were you know why was anyone ever worried about him? Uh, but there also is some some concerns too. Um, the most important thing is is can Hunter Green stay healthy for a full season? I'm curious if if the season would have been a little bit different, you know, from the get go. Like, because remember when they kind of shut Hunter Green down, I think the playoff odds were still pretty far fetched, right? I, I would have been interested to see maybe what that would have looked like in under different circumstances. But, uh, but yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I think that the Reds can still win if he's a like a number three starter. Uh, but if he's able to take that leap, it could take the Reds to I think a much different level overall. I agree. It can, Nick Martini. I don't know what do we, I, think, I don't know what we do with this guy. I mean, I don't want to let one month, month and a half. I don't know. I don't want to be overreactionary about Nick Martini, but I think it's safe to say that we probably, in hindsight, could have gotten this guy some more at bats, some way, somehow. Um, it didn't happen, so it's all for naught. Doesn't matter. It's all speculation at this point, and maybe he wouldn't have been anything better than what we were already running out there anyways. But um, shout out to Nick Martini, man. I, I, he had a good game today, obviously. And on top of that, you know, he, he had some big hits for this team, man. He had some big hits for this team. Um, so, I don't know. You you suggested on, on X that you, you, you mean, Reds have to consider putting him on a 40, man. Well, I mean, he's on the 40, man. I mean, you would... Keeping him on the 40, man. Yeah, we'll actually get to the eye of the offseason calendar a little later on, but I mean, I think you're going to have to consider keeping the, you know, keeping this guy a 40 man roster spot. Obviously those, those roster, those 40 man roster spots really start getting crunched. Um, when you start to take guys off of this, the 60 day IL and, uh, you know, it's a lot easier to say, Oh, you got to keep this guy. And then when you actually like look through every single player and you have to start making cuts, it becomes a lot more of a difficult situation. But I mean, a guy making league minimum, uh, that has that potential. I think Martini's why you don't want to spend a ton of money on a guy that's like a DH type player because you can find guys like Nick Martini and that, that have value. And uh, yeah, I, I think right now, I mean, I, I, I would overall say I, I think he's worthy of a 40 man roster spot and you ride him through the offseason, you get him to spring and see what happens. 
again, we have to see what other moves there are, you know, what other potential things the Reds are doing, uh, how many players are maybe on the Reds active roster right now might they be looking to move in the offseason and, and all those questions kind of have to be answered before you get to that but right now it's a it seems crazy to say from where he came from um but i think he's definitely worthy of at least a really really strong conversation well we'll see what they do um they have some tough decisions to be made we're there now this is theoretically the offseason i guess um there's some decisions that uh, we know that are looming and um for those that didn't see, um, there was some comments made by Jonathan India yesterday that certainly felt like he was talking about the team in a separated way. Um, I don't want to don't want to make it sound like a hundred percent Jonathan India is gone, but it certainly feels like that's what is well known. Um, so. We'll see what happens. I don't know if you want to do that now. Do you want to get into? Uh, do you, do you want to get into people separating now? Do we move on to number nineteen now, or do we wait? Yeah, we can get into the, the separating. I mean, I think Nixon Zell probably played his last game with the Reds just because of his his cost. Although I would completely not be against. I know probably a lot of other people are. I would not be against the idea of non tendering Nixon Zell and trying to bring him back. The Reds did that with Kyle Farmer. I think a lot of people forget pre-2021. Um, I think Nixon Zell's absolutely capable of being a solid platoon player in this league. I just don't know if we're talking three, four million, if that's in the Reds' best interest. And it also depends on, are the Reds going to look at bringing in a bona fide right-handed outfielder to add it to the mix, which is one of my off-season wish lists. So yeah, that, that's a guy to look at. That India comments were interesting. I can't help but also kind of think was India maybe I not I don't think stirring the pot's the right word, but was India kind of, you know, saying, Hey, I'm gonna put some pressure on him with, with these kind of comments, or was he just being emotional, right? I mean right. Th- those kind of situations are really tough to gauge what they're meaning by them. Um but yeah, it was definitely definitely interesting. I think it's. I think it. I think it is what it is, and we'll leave it at that. Um, speaking of separating, Joey Votto. Um, I know officially it's not been announced. Uh, I think there's a decision to make for Joey. It's interesting to see what he ultimately does. He's. I. I don't know how else to say it. I've been saying it for weeks. I know people. I'm not trying to say like I'm right, you're wrong, anything like that. I just. I. I was trying to get out in front of this when we, when it when it was still time to be able to enjoy him. I was trying to let people know in a way, not that I'm like trying to, I guess I don't want that to come off the wrong way. I'm not trying to be anything that I'm not. I was just trying to basically say, listen, if you love Joey Votto, soak this in now because you don't want to be told in the offseason that you, you didn't realize that it was his last game. When all the signs and everything has been pointing towards it was going to be his last game for some time. And... um I'm going to wait just a second before I talk about what happened today. I I don't know how that happens, to be honest with you, Nick. I, I really don't. I don't know how that happens. I, I'm not going to get mad at Joey because I'm just not, I guess. I guess you're over thoughts. We're both on the same page here. Before we do this number 19 thing, I don't want to, I don't want to speak where you don't believe something that I believe you feel confident that this is his last game as a red and probably in my opinion, it's the last game he'll ever play. 
I feel very confident it was his last game as the Red. I feel pretty confident it's the last game he ever plays. And I, I just I don't know how anyone could have watched how the last like two weeks have played out and think that the Reds are planning on bringing him back. I mean, they played him every single game at home, and then they didn't play him on the road until today. I mean, that that seems like a pretty pretty cut and dry what the Reds are going to do. It just I don't I don't even know if I really want to get into like the whole nuts and bolts of like why it's the right decision. No, that's not to do. No, it's, no, no, it's no, not. No. This that, is not the not, time. This no. is not the time or place for that. I, no. I think we should just celebrate an, an incredible career today. At first, like we all thought he got ejected when he ran out. If that was the case, like I'm not really going to get all that upset it up. How many times do you see a player that's like not do up, come out and yell and like, that's a pretty clear cut. But then when they show that he got ejected from the dugout, I'm like, Oh my gosh, like, dude, have some feel like, that's just that's yeah. I think that's just another thing that adds to this like list of why it probably is it for Vada. Vada was like, "Are you kidding me? This is my last day." He saw where that pitch was, and I, I just think that's another sign to kind of add to the the mix yeah. here of uh, that. Uh, yeah, I mean this this probably was the last game. At, at first, I was mad, and then uh, <laughs> I mean honestly, like after a couple innings passed, I'm kind of like, you know what? That's kind of the most Joey Votto way to to exit ever. Like that's that's right. just it, it, it's going to be kind of a, a funny like story in in a couple years, right? Like remember how Joey Votto's last game went? Yeah, I mean, we'll, well, here's where I'm at. Um, I can't get mad at the guy for being frustrated. I understand where he's at. I think he's frustrated at a multitude of things. Like when you when you blow up on somebody. All of us have done this at some point in our lives, more than likely, right? You take you take something out that's frustrating you out on somebody that maybe doesn't fully deserve it. They might deserve it a little bit. They might have been the one that, 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 that made a mistake, but they ultimately weren't the reason that you just completely blew up. I think that's where that umpire found himself today. I just, um, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to remove myself from the emotion of how I feel about it because I think if I do, I'll make a little bit of a fool of myself on the internet and I'll come back and regret what I say. But it's going to take everything in my power not to find that guy's name and wait for him to come back to Great American Ballpark. And 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 and, and, I, and I would get and I would probably get thrown out or or there would be something to wear because you have to you have to know what the situation is. You have to be honest with yourself when you're there. You if if even if you think that it was a marginal call or that you were you're not a hundred percent sure it was a borderline pitch, the guy's playing his last game he's ever played in his career for a franchise that he's gonna go into the Hall of Fame as. That's my opinion. I know people will debate that, but again, the fact that it's even debatable speaks enough volumes that you should at least just bite your tongue. Just let it just let it go, man. There's nothing Joy Votto could possibly say. That that would make you be able to should you should throw him out. In fact, I don't really a hundred percent even believe the fact that Joy Vada would argue a pitch that long if there wasn't at least some rebuttal back from the umpire as well. So I don't know the whole dialogue or the whole exchange. I just know that inevitably, you know, have a clue, I guess is what I really want to say. Just just have a clue. It it feels like that guy didn't have a clue. And to sit here and say, well, that's not his job, and, you know, his job is just to call balls and strikes, blah, 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 blah. Okay. All right. That's fine. Give me a break. You know? I mean, 
we had a chance to at least a couple more at bats with 19. And to be honest with you, I don't know if it even happened. I didn't even really get a chance to enjoy the the first at bat, quite honestly, because there was so much other stuff going on. I I don't know, you know, maybe St. Louis is usually honestly a good baseball city. You would have liked to have thought that his last at bat coming up, there would have been something there. And that all just gets taken away. So I again I'm I am trying my best not to scream and yell into a microphone about this, but that umpire, for lack of a better term, is a kid it's a kid show. But I would say a lot of nasty things about him. The St. Louis crowd actually gave Votto a I don't, it was like a giant standing ovation, but you could tell like it was a it was a it was uh, some some cheering for him, some right. appreciation when he came up. So if even if that umpire maybe forgot about like where Joey Votto was, like it was pretty obvious like that first at bat that St. Louis was appreciating him. So he was reminded of it then. So it's a bad look, man. That's that's a bad look. I, I'm sure he's getting you know, crap for it. So I, I, I'm sure that, that, uh, it, it's not a good look. And I know Joey tweeted out after the fact that it was on me. That's just Joey Votto being classy. Like Joey Votto doesn't believe that. <laughs> what did Joey Votto say? He, he tweeted out like, you know, uh, basically saying, I can't do that. I'm sorry for getting thrown out of the game. The umpire was right, but that's just Joey Votto being yeah, classy. Correct. That's correct. Yeah, if anything, that seems like Votto's kind of uh, that's just that's just another way to dig in to that guy. Yeah, just one more, di- just one more nice final dig, and wait until that guy's uh, uh, a Great American Ball Ballpark on a random July in the in the middle of two thousand and twenty four, and Trace Fowler shows up. I'll let him know about it. Um, in fact, I, I I might even make it a I I might even just make it a thing where I look up to see the the um, the, the umpires for every game I go to, and I'll, I'll uh, I won't do anything nasty, guys. But I am just gonna give them, a, hey, really appreciate what you did, Vado, that last game you did there. That was really nice of you. And then just walk away every time. That guy's gonna know. He's gonna be like this random guy. Every time I go to Great American Ballpark, just does that to me on before every single first pitch. So I probably will because I'm petty like that. All right. Um. Final thoughts on Votto. I mean, what I, I don't know what else there is to say besides the fact that he's been unbelievable, hell of a career. We've already, I've already kind of said my piece about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like we we kind of did, you know, we kind of said everything we needed to say after the the final game of Great American Ballpark. But yeah, incredible career. Um, a player that that made me a bigger Reds fan than I than I was when he when he came into the league, and uh, I think it's going to be cool to see. Players like Will Benson, who's who's given Joey a lot of credit for his leadership, you know, kind of there might be some some long lasting effects of Joey Votto from this year, and uh, that'll be uh, uh, cool to see uh, going forward. Yeah. All right. I told you there would be uh, there'd be some big news in this show, and this is probably the time to say it. And I just want to say again, there's there was a comment made on the last YouTube show about how we always say, "I can't believe there's many pe- this many people in here," and we say thank you and all that. And and you know, he, he brought up the point, or she brought up the point that that maybe you know maybe we just people tune in because they think me and you or whatever. I don't know. Um, they like us, I guess. It, it's we. Um, I, I don't really know how to even begin to say thank you for this. I'll try not to get emotional because you you bust your whole life to do things like this of what I'm about to do. Nick Kirby has been, been been busting his ass for a very long time. And um, there was a guy named John at uh, Deep South Commodities who supported this show. 
And we've had some others support the show. Bedfred's been on here from the very beginning. And, and when I tell you Nick Kirby makes this show go, I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Um, and I also want to say something really quickly before I get into this. Our wives and our family, for the most part, make this possible, too. Um, for two, two and a half hours, three and a half hours, four hours every single night, for 162 nights, we are basically gone from our families. And they were very sacrificing to allow us to do this. Your wife has been like incredibly nice. She came down to obviously chatterbox reds night. And all I did was just tell her, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for letting Nick do this. And she was just like brushing it off. Like it was no big deal, but you know, ultimately my wife and, and your wife, um, they deserve an award too, for just giving us the, the ability to do this. We have kids. We, we, um, we have kids and it's not easy if you have kids to know that, Hey, for four hours, every single night, you got to put the kids down. You got to brush their teeth. You got to get them ready for bed. You put them to bed. And then there's Trace and Nick just having a jolly good time, smashing beers and drinking bourbon shots and talking to the chat and, and, uh, you know, doing whatever the hell we want to do. But at DSC and, and John made this possible and there's going to have to, we'll have to figure out all the details. Um, but I told Nick this back in the offseason. I said, I don't know where this show is going to go, blah, 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 blah. But if you just trust me, I think I think we could do something pretty cool. I don't know Nick's total situation, so we'll figure out how that goes. But Nick, I'll tell you straight to your face right now, you have a full-time job at Chatterbox Sports if you want it. Um, I know that there's decisions that need to be made. This isn't an easy one for you. I know ultimately you want to come back, possibly back to Cincinnati at some point. Your wife's talked about that. I've done the numbers. Um, I've done the numbers. I, I've I've done everything I can to try to make sure that you know you're not just making an irrational decision. And you know, next thing you know, in three months, we're going to tell you that you know we're out of money or something like that. So I can promise you that that's good. But I just want to say again that John, who has a very successful business at Deep South Commodities, told me straight to my face the other day that he knows that we probably aren't going to be able to help him get one single dollar that's going to help him go to his business. But he really loves this show, and he wanted to support it, and he wanted to try to figure out and help it. And um, that really got us over the hump. That got us to where we needed to get to. So I don't want to sit here and make this about me because it's not, actually. It's uh, really about DSC um, genuinely just being unbelievably generous. And I know that he doesn't want that. I mean, I know that he doesn't want that. And he, he he's said that openly. But again, I just can't possibly imagine sitting here telling everybody that that just happened without John and his team at Deep South Commodities making that possible. So the other thing I want to say too, really quickly, Nick, before you say something, is this: Nick never did this for money, man. And that's what like I'll get emotional talking about this because he just wanted to do it, and it was his dream to do this. He's been doing this for years, busting his not making a single dollar. In fact, before we started this, it wasn't even about money. I told him I would give him a little bit of money and he's like, oh, I don't care about that. I mean, it's a little bit better. Obviously, I'll take what I can take, but you know, it's a little bit better. I think that's verbatim what, what you said. So it was never about the money. It was never about trying to make this a, a career or anything like that in general terms. You just love the Reds. You wanted to be a part of it. You trusted me. And, um, you know, where this goes, I don't know, you know, whether you got to stay up there and whether, whether we're able to figure out the details of you coming down here, I have no idea, but I hope that, uh, I hope that you know that you're appreciated. Nah, this has been, uh, incredible. I'll be honest. When you approached me, I was like, Hey, this sounds cool. I was like, I really love what chatterbox is doing. I'd watched it off the bench. I was like, man, 
Their graphics look really cool. They look like they're doing a good job. I was like, hey, what the hell? I'll give it a shot for a year. We'll see what happens. And uh, I mean, I don't know. When we got in like that 12-game win streak and there was like hundreds and hundreds of people watching this, I was just blown away. And like we, we say that sincerely. Like when you say, can't believe how many people are watching because like we did this on opening day and there was like 30 people watching. We appreciate the 30 of you that were watching on opening day. Don't don't get me wrong. You people yeah. were, were incredible and, and helped build this. And uh, it just took off to way bigger heights than ever could have dreamed. And uh, yeah, I mean, look, it's been my, it's been my dream to, to, to talk baseball forever. And uh, I'll be honest, like my wife has pushed me, my family's pushed me. And I've always been like, look, there's, there's so many people that, uh, that uh, (laughs) are a lot smarter than me that, that, that have a lot more better credentials that aren't able to make a living off this, that, that have to do stuff on the side. And so I've always been like, yeah, I just do it for fun. And, you know, and uh, uh, Trace has just been awesome doing this with you this year. And um, I just, I just so happy with, with how far it's come. And uh, so happy with the Reds too. Like that's the, that's, that's the, that's the headline here is this the, what the Reds did this season. I mean, made any of this possible, right? Because if the Reds and straight sucked this year, um, we could have been doing the best work in the world. And uh I don't know how far it would have gone, but you know the the future for the Reds is bright. The future for Chatterbox Sports is bright, and uh, let's ride, baby. You deserve it, Nick. I know you don't want to. I know you want to be a humble pie. I know you want to sit here. I know you want to sit here and not not make this about yourself. But I just again, I'm going to give you your flowers for just a second, folks. This guy scheduled every damn stream there was. This guy did every box score recap there was. Hell, I did a box score recap one night, and I was like, golly, this takes forever. I mean, to do it the way it takes forever. This guy put up the podcast probably 98% of the time. He made this show possible. He made this show possible. I know that I'm somewhat a part of it. I'm not sitting here trying to act like I'm not and anything like that. But again, when I say this show doesn't run without Nick, I'm just here to tell you it doesn't run without Nick. We have a full winner to get sponsorships, okay? We have some things. We have a super chat already suggesting we should get a Patreon to support Nick's salary. Um, This isn't about you guys having to support something that we didn't already try to support in and of itself, but uh, I just want to say that your support is the reason that we can do these types of things. If there was, again, nobody watching, nobody caring, nobody super chatting, um, then it wouldn't matter. Next year, again, I just want to say before we get into the Reds offseason here one last time, we really do need, how do I say this? I'm going to try, and I say I, as in like build a group of, of, of people around us to, to build the, the best, best place to, to, to obtain Reds content that there is. And whether that has a small paywall behind it, it might, but more importantly, I think behind the paywall, you're going to get stuff from us that you won't be able to get anywhere else. And on top of that, it's going to be three times worth its money if we do it. So we'll see what ultimately ends up happening. Uh, this show will always be free. I don't want anybody to think that, that we're turning into, you know, basically some some show where you, you know, we're, we're going away from what, 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 what got us here per se, but that's not the case. The podcast, this show, always free, to be clear, before anybody thinks otherwise. But uh, I just want to say thank you to everybody. And uh, that was the big news. Now we can kind of discuss what we what we have next, what? where we're going, and what the plan is. You know, as crazy as this sounds, uh, I think that there's so much more opportunity for what, what we can do. And uh, I don't want to say I half half tailed it, 
that that's the term I guess we'll use. I don't want to say that I half tailed it, but you know, there's a lot of things moving and going right now at Chatterbox Sports, and I'm just trying to I'm trying to get the foundational pieces put together right now. But once I'm able to kind of focus on uh, on on something specific like this, I'm going to make a make this a main priority going into this off season, trying to find uh, more avenues of of, uh, of ways to to make all this make sense. So. Um, you know, like I said, John at Deep South Commodities is is uh, what a what a what a what a very humble, what a very um, generous thing for him to do. And uh, I hope one day, and I told him this, I hope one day that I get to be as successful as he has been, and be able to find somebody that that deserves something and be able to bless them because that's what he did. And um, you know, I don't know, not to turn this into a preaching service, but God is good. As far as the offseason go, Nick, um, as far as the offseason goes, there is some uh, there are some there are some dates. We don't know if we're going to have a set schedule, everybody. So sorry about that. We are going to take a little bit of a break, though. We're going to take a little bit of a break, at least get probably through the postseason, maybe through the World Series. But Nick will run you through what this offseason calendar kind of looks like and, and maybe some of uh, some plans. Yeah, just to kind of give uh, people a uh, an idea of what's coming up with the offseason. Um, Five days after the World Series, so that could be anywhere from November 5th to 9th is when Joey Votto's option will be uh, officially have to be accepted or declined. And that's all options across baseball. November 17th, this is something when we get a little closer to that, it's something I know I personally am going to be very invested in. Uh, I think it's one of the most fascinating thing if you're really into the the, the nerdy side of baseball is the non-tender deadline. Uh, that'll be guys like Nixon Zell, Stuart Fairchild. Um, the the list goes on of of players who you have to keep on the forty man roster. Um, you know some some of the re- the relievers, uh, different guys like that. So w- when we get a little bit closer and we kind of have a little bit better of an idea, there'll be I believe right before that, I believe by the end of the World Series, you have to. Uh, take the players off the sixty man sixty day IL, which is like guys like Nick Lodolo and Graham Ashcraft, and then you have to cut some others. So we'll have a little bit better of an idea, but that'll be definitely something I want to cover. And then Red Set Fest, December first through second, um, I will definitely be coming down. I'm working on hopefully getting some 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 content and some opportunities with that, but I can't really say anything yet about that. But I will definitely be down there, and I'd love to meet any of you um, that that's there. Love to say hi. And then uh, December fourth through sixth. The winter meetings, uh, I think, Trace, the Reds are going to be pretty active in the winter meetings this year. Um, I, I definitely know there's a lot more opportunities. So I don't know. We'll see when we get a little closer to that. I mean, we, hell, we might do shows every night if, it, if we think there's interest. Um, I don't know. We'll just see. I, I know, Trace, I know we both are on the same page here. We want to continue to provide content, but I don't want to like be forced to provide content because I don't want anything that's not I don't want to like authentic feels like the wrong word, but I, I don't want to just like jump on just to fill a show and, and uh, hey, here's our top five favorite catchers of all time or something like that, that we're just trying to fill. I want it to be something real, but I, I'll assure you, I'll show you this. I'll show you this folks. If there's any reds news that breaks throughout this entire off season, we'll get on the air as quick as we can and we'll cover that. And uh, we'll see how it goes. I mean, you know, we, we started this show in April and uh, it looked completely different by mid-May. So we'll kind of see how the off season goes, what, what people want to do. I know people might want more concrete answers like that, but we're a show of the people really. I mean, this shows about the people that watch 
Uh, and uh, we want to continue to make sure we're providing content that is uh, hopefully stuff you like. I also want to tell all of you that um, that we really do love you. And I uh, hope that you don't just think that that's just lip service and that's something that everybody says on their shows and blah, blah, blah. But uh, there's you basically gave this man right here an opportunity to do something that he's dreamed of doing for a very, very long time. Because if there was five people watching this show, as much as DSC and as much as John probably loved this show, he probably wouldn't as be as appreh- he'd probably be a little apprehensive to to want to do what he's done. So you guys are the bomb. All right. Well, like Trace, I have to give a huge and I mean huge shout out to my wife Andrea. She sacrificed so much so I could be able to do the live shows on YouTube every night, get these podcasts up in a timely manner. Without her, none of this is possible, and uh, cannot thank her enough for all that she did this season. Also, got to give a huge shout-out to Shay Neal, Craig Sandlin, Bryce Spaulding, Clay Snowden, Elliot Rearing, and Joseph Tissett for filling in as guest co-hosts this season when needed. In the case of Shay and Craig, they filled in multiple times on short notice, Those guys really help keep this thing rolling and cannot thank them enough. Also, thanks to all the many guests who came on this season. Charlie Goldsmith, Elijah Evans, Jack McMullen, Peter Apple, John Sadak. Also, thanks to John for his shout-outs on the air. Really helped us grow this show this season. Mitch, a.k.a. Reds and Four. Reed Mouse, Ken Huber, Josh Cosman. C. Trent Rosecrans, Chris Welsh, Devin Mezzarocco, Mo Ager, Bobby Nightingale, Joel Luckup, Tom Nichols, Brendan Mintz, Patrick McCoon, Nick Curran, Olivia Ray, and Ben Otto. Hopefully, I'm not missing anyone, but thanks so much to all those guests who came on this season and uh, helped provide uh, some really good content, better than just myself and uh, Trace being Uh, silly on the air. So thank you so much to all of those wonderful guests. As mentioned with Trace, stay tuned for more content from Chatterbox Reds. We're not dying, but we will probably be taking a break until after the World Series when the offseason really starts to get rolling for the Reds. But we will certainly have podcasts and live shows whenever any Reds news, big or small breaks. And we will certainly let you know about any live shows on YouTube If you follow us on social media, myself and Trace's links are in the show notes below. In the meantime, Chatterbox Sports has a ton, and I mean a ton of content for you to consume. First off, off the bench, 10 a.m. to noon, Monday through Friday. Trace Fowler has been filling in for Tom Brenneman, but Tom Brenneman will return on October 8th. The guys talk about every sports topic from local to national stories, And Off the Bench is also available anywhere you get podcasts. So if you're looking for a podcast, Phil, that'll be available as well everywhere you get podcasts. Chatterbox Bengals, just like Chatterbox Reds, they go live on YouTube on Chatterbox Sports after every Bengals game. There's also Chatterbox Clicker with Kyle Kasky. Kyle was a former Bengals coach and breaks down Bengals film every Tuesday night at 9 o'clock. Mac and JT is on Wednesday nights on Chatterbox Sports. Casey McAllister and Jacob Tissett break down all things NFL. And then there's the Chatter Podcast. 
That's Charlie Walter. He was formerly on Reds Live and his friend comedian Houdini. There is a, their show is one where sports and comedy collide. They discuss all kinds of sports stories from a national and local level. That's available anywhere you get podcasts. And then Charlie Walter is also hosting Chatterbox Bearcats, where he's covering UC football and basketball. Links to all of those shows are in the episode notes today, so be sure to check that stuff out. Really, really great content from Chatterbox Sports. Well, I can't thank all of you enough who listened each day to Chatterbox Reds. This truly was a labor of love, and you all made it very special. I said it the very first time I came on the Chatterbox Airways, and I'll continue to preach it until I'm blue in the face. The future is bright for the Cincinnati Reds, and I truly believe that 2023 was just the start of something really, really special. 177 days until the Reds take on the Washington Nationals on opening day 2024. We will talk many times between now and then, but until we do, go Reds. 